for you, I'm talking to the male now, perhaps mm-hmm. for you, you don't mean anything by this, you know, you, you're just being charming or flirtatious, but I think that you have to be cognizant of the inappropriateness of your behavior um, and its implications. This week, Dr. Karen Sherman and I discuss what do you do if you think your husband is behaving badly? It's not an easy topic, but we give it a go. Stay tuned. The holiday seasons are just around the corner and we have the gift that keeps on giving, the Hitched Wine Club. Each month, our wine club partner, Touring and Tasting, will deliver knockout wines to your door or business that you and your spouse can look forward to each month as your time to sit down, sip, and reconnect. With all the holiday meals hitting the table, you'll also feel great knowing that you won't have to stress about going out and getting wine to serve with it. We have a few different club levels and gift options are also available. To learn more, visit hitchedmag.com and click the Wine Club link. Again, hitchedmag.com and click the Wine Club link. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of hitchedmag.com. I am joined once again by the lovely, the original, Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hi, Steve. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. Uh, Karen is a practicing psychologist and relationship and lifestyle issues for 30 years. Karen is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. She is the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. Um, today, Karen, we are going to talk about a hot, hot topic. I mean, you need oven mitts to get a hand around this one. Um we're going to talk about what do you do if you think your husband acts inappropriate around other women? Um, I don't know exactly what date we're going to push this podcast episode out. Uh, so I don't want to get into specifics about any Mm -hmm. individual today because there's probably going to be 50 of them before we actually get this thing out there, which might be in two weeks. (laughs) Um, because the people getting fired for their inappropriate behavior is happening fast and furious and, uh, rightfully so by the way. And, um, before I get into this topic, I, I first want to point out and say that it's not the wife's responsibility for their husband husband's behavior. Um, but I, I kind of feel like maybe there is something that can be done. Maybe there's some help. And if anybody can get through to a person, you would hope that it would be your spouse. It would be your wife. And, you know, they might be able to see things that you can't see, or they might be able to talk to you in a way that you're more receptive to or whatever it may be. So I want to, I wanted to approach this topic and, you know, maybe there are answers, maybe there aren't answers. Um, but it is an issue that we are currently having. I mean, I say currently, I am not a woman, but I suspect, um, this has always happened, but it's just now getting the attention that it actually deserves. So, so uh, could, wait, 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 yes, wait. Yeah. Before you ask me your first question, can I jump in and say something? Yes, please. I don't know if that's an accurate statement that the wife is going to be able to get through to him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I think that this is a serious problem. Um, and I think that it may be really hard to 
get through to um, a person who's doing something like this. Uh, it might be a little easier given the current state of affairs, but the assumption or the statement that, you know, the wife is probably the one who would have the best chance. Uh-huh. I don't know about that. Okay. Well, that, no, that's a great point. Uh, because the other thing I, I, when I was thinking about this as well, I did think, well, a lot of times it, your, your spouse can tell you something a hundred times and it takes a third party to mention it to them mm-hmm. before they actually listen. I mean, this happens in my marriage right. all the time where I will tell my wife, Jess, like, Hey, did you hear the thing about blah, blah, blah. And then about four weeks later, she'll come home and say, Hey, did you hear the thing? And I'm like, yeah, I told you that exact right. thing right. four weeks ago. And she's like, Oh, I didn't even hear it. So, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. anyway, I, you know, to that point, though, there, there's a there's a flip side of this, and this is a bit of a tangent, but I do want to bring it up. So Roy Moore, who is at the time of this recording still running for uh, the empty seat in his state of Alabama, uh, congressional mm-hmm. seat in the state of Alabama, and his wife has publicly been going out there and defending him. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is a case where it's not that the wife is trying to get through to him, and mm-hmm. the evidence seems from my perspective seems pretty overwhelming and the mm-hmm. fact that he at, has made this many women come forward. Um, not to mention that he has on record recalled that he met his wife when she was 15 years old at a, like a dance recital at a high school or something. So mm-hmm. that's all weird. But that's, like I said, that's an aside, that's a tangent, but that the point being is, that was a, a position where the wife was actually defending him and not trying to correct it, even though there had been allegations levied mm-hmm. at him. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, this isn't really in what we had prepared for, but do you think there is a, like I said, it's not the wife's fault. It's not the woman's fault in this situation, but do you think there is some sort of responsibility or is there some way that you being that, that being your spouse, that you could look at it in a, in a, is there a, is there a way that she could look at it with fresh eyes and think like wow maybe this is the person i'm married to give me the last part again maybe this is the person yes i so, got it all yeah no maybe as, this is the person yeah so again roy moore uh i have has all been of that accused i'm just of saying all this stuff, when so she I just, looks at him when she looks at him she says maybe this is is the person maybe, i'm married to maybe maybe the the accusation like how could it how can you um make the make her look at him and think maybe he could have done these things because right now it seems like and again this is all accusations nothing's been mm-hmm. proven in the court of mm-hmm. law i have to say that um but how can how can she get to the point where she th- can reconcile with maybe he did do these things that have been suggested he did you know denial is a wonderful defense mechanism and she herself this is where it starts to get complicated she herself may wa- be in denial Mm-hmm. Um, and doesn't want to deal with it or, or can't imagine that, you know, the, the man that she fell in love with could really be acting inappropriately. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't know. I, I know that uh, Moore's wife has been out campaigning with him. I have not heard, I'm not aware of what statements she has made. Has she been 
Can you clarify that for me? Because that might give me some insight as to what's going on with her. Is she saying, of course, what she presents publicly and what she's feeling internally might be two different things. But is she saying these allegations are wrong or is she saying um, – he could never do this. I mean, what what exactly I, is she you saying? You know, I don't have you know I don't have it in front of me, so I don't want to go down that rabbit hole mm-hmm. and and like misrepresent her in any way. I just know mm-hmm. that she has defended his actions and in, in the sense that um, she's supporting him. Um, okay, so, so I'm not okay, saying let's that. Take she, a hypothetical person. Yeah, okay, okay, you could defend your husband either because you're in denial and you don't think it's possible that he could have done something like that. You could defend your husband because you have a lot invested in him continuing to be a public person. There's a lot invested for you as well. And so even though you know that these allegations might be accurate, you're going to just deny them. You could defend them because you're still living um, in your own mind, in your own um, headspace, where, well, you know, it's not such a big deal. Um, I was reading recently some comments on Facebook in regard to one of uh, the public figures who recently got fired. And it was very interesting to me to read the gamut of comments mm. that were made, including you know, what's the big deal? This has been going on for years, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so there's any number of reasons that a wife could support her husband anywhere from um, a very old way of thinking, and it's not such a big deal. You know, they were just being flirts and um, nothing really happened to just not believing her husband is um, – capable of doing something like that, to having her own investment in what it would mean to give up the power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, I, um, like I said, that was a, a kind of a tangent on what you had brought up. So, um, yeah, no, that's, I, I, I absolutely accept that. Um, okay. So we had, ta- we have talked about how this has come to prominence and people are now becoming more hyper aware of the inappropriate behavior of men around women. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think should be a first step if you feel like this, when I say this, I mean inappropriate behavior pertains to your own husband? Where you actually I, do acknowledge that it might yeah. actually be there. Well, I think that you know, um, anytime you're going to accuse somebody of something, it's not going to go over well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it has to be presented as a concern. And um, you could present it as, you know, perhaps for you, I'm talking to the male now, perhaps mm-hmm. for you, you don't mean anything by this, you know, you, you're just being charming or flirtatious. But I think that you have to be cognizant of the inappropriateness of your behavior um, and its implications. And so as somebody who loves you very much, as difficult as this is for me, I feel that 
I have to bring it up to you because it affects you, it affects me, it affects us, it affects our family. Mm -hmm. I kind of feel like a lot of this stuff too, a lot of it comes down to, it's not about whether you as a man think it's appropriate or not. It's about whether or not it makes the other person uncomfortable. Sure. And so I feel like that, I don't hear a lot of that being mentioned in that in, w- um, in my what I just said no just in general like I just mm. feel like the arguments for all this stuff is uh, you know people will debate the semantics and you know you, for your you mentioned the the comments on Facebook about like, you know this stuff's been going on for a long time and mm-hmm. and you you know there's we've talked in the past about is it okay to flirt as a spouse and blah 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 and all these different things and there is that point where, and this gets into just standard etiquette rules, it's not about you, it's about them. And yes. it's about whether it might not be a quote unquote harmful thing, but if it makes them uncomfortable, then you should honor that. And so. Yes. Yes. You know, it's not any different than when you're teaching children, you know, if something feels yucky, then speak up and say something. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's even say you're making jokes. Um, and um, I had um, I had a sister who died a month after she was born. And you know, when you're in, in high school, people make baby jokes. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, those were not funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I tell the people, you know, my friends back in high school, I don't find baby jokes funny. It, it hits a raw nerve for me. Out of respect, they shouldn't make baby jokes in front mm-hmm. of me. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's just meant as, as humor. But again, to your point, anytime you are doing something or acting in a way that makes another person uncomfortable, you shouldn't be continuing that action or mm-hmm. speaking in a way that is making them uncomfortable because it's disrespectful. Yeah. Okay. And, and so, um, if you do feel like this might actually be an issue and you do Mm -hmm. want to approach your spouse about it, uh, is there a specific way that you should approach this topic? Because right up top, you said nobody likes to be accused of things. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, that's why I, I think I answered that. I said, you know, I have to say something that, is out of concern for you and for, you know, me and our marriage and everything, um, that there's some behavior that I've noticed and that I think, um, you have to be aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, you may not be aware of it, but I think that it is inappropriate and, you know, is disrespectful to the other person yeah. and bring it up that way. Uh, now, w- if you are present when and you witness something that you feel mm-hmm. is um, not appropriate, mm-hmm. I'm guessing you hold off so uh, to avoid embarrassment to bring that up. Well, it, certainly you want to mention it not in front of everybody because mm-hmm. you don't want to ever publicly humiliate your your mate or anybody. Sure. So maybe you know you ask, would you? Uh, you know, come join me out of the, the out of the room or something. Um, you don't uh, say in front of them what did you do that for or whatever. Somehow you call them 
um, away from the situation and say something at that point. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like there's two minds well more than that i'm guessing but on one one on one hand um there's that tactic of being blunt about it as mm-hmm. letting the whole world know this is not a tolerated behavior and so right. um you don't hold back and a lot of times you don't have by the way you don't have control over it because the person who feels offended might be might speak up right then and there and then the spouse is put into the position of mm-hmm. right. you know, potentially right. having to defend the, their husband or whatever. So um, I realize this is tricky stuff and there's a lot of anecdotes and scenarios that we could play out, but I'm just trying to go through some like general guidelines here. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what if um, another one of these scenarios, what if your uh, husband is a perfect gentleman until he gets a few drinks in him and then he becomes inappropriate, which is, I feel like I'm bringing this one up because I do feel like this is a pretty common one. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Well, you know, um, what you could do in the moment is just, um, cover his ass and say, you know, make a joke and say, oh, you have to excuse Bill. He just becomes such a buffoon when he's had too much to drink and and pull him away from there. Of course, if he's acting inappropriately because he's been drinking too much, gosh, only knows, you know, what he's going to do if you do something like that. Again, if you can try to get him away from the situation Mm -hmm. um, so that it doesn't continue, that would be best. Um, but then I think you've got to have a sit down mm-hmm. and say, listen, um, I'm, I'm certainly don't want to be your mother and I don't want to tell you about how much you should drink or whatever. But unfortunately, um, you know, when you drink too much, then everybody knows that alcohol disinhibits, you know, disinhibits mm-hmm. us and you are starting to act in a way that is not appropriate so what can we do so that you, that doesn't happen? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that he should be apologizing to the person and he can blame it on the drink, but apologize. But then there's got to be steps going forward where uh, the drinking is watched mm-hmm. um, and there is discretion as to how much drinking is done because if the behavior is brought on because of too much alcohol, then obviously you shouldn't have too much alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. So at, in that scenario, it's almost like you have to address the issue, the situation, and then mm-hmm. take action to prevent it from happening again, not right. just say sorry and then move on. Right. Um, I mean, we kind of talked about this, but what do you do when you hear uh, other people comment about your husband's behavior um, that that he has made some jokes or inappropriate touching or whatever they may feel? Um, so there's that part of it. And then what if you don't just don't believe them or if I think part of it when you don't believe them is you're in denial about mm-hmm. that it could even be a possibility. So what do you do if – Let's say that you are a, a person who is open to the suggestion that you're, this could be behavior that your spouse has participated in. How do you handle it if there have been accusations from you know people in your circle? Well, I think that you know 
you have to look at who's saying it. If it's one person, and let's say the person tends to be a gossip, I don't know that I'd, I'd run with it. And if the person for some reason has a vendetta against you, again, I don't know that I'd run with it. But if it's a couple of people who are saying it, and it's people who tend not to be gossip mongers, I think you have to pay attention to it. You know, it's almost like if you're in love with somebody and everybody sees that there's a character flaw in the person, their objective, they are going to um, see things that you wouldn't. So I think that if several people, you're getting that information from several people, as much as it may hurt, you have to listen to it. And I think that, you know, then we go back again to how do you discuss it with your spouse? And you would have to say, you know, look, you know, this is something that I overheard. I have to bring it to your attention. My guess would be that he's going to deny it and say, these are not people who have anything against us. These are not people who gossip. And these are several people who are saying it as much as I don't want to believe it. I think we have to pay attention to it. But again, you know, this is the kind – people – you know, a, a guy who does this kind of thing isn't just going to say, oh, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. So likely he's going to say, oh, it's nothing. You're making a big deal out of it. I Nothing was meant by it. You know, the, the, she's so sensitive. Nothing's really going on. So I don't think that it's – I, I don't know how far you're going to get with these conversations. Yeah. I'll tell you what I think is going to be the biggest um, stop sign, shall we say. Okay. I think it's what's going on now, that um, women are finally being heard. Mm-hmm. People are taking action. Mm-hmm. They're not just poo-pooing it and putting it under the rug. And I think that it's a real wake-up call to men that you can't do this. Yeah. Um, and I think that um, if, in fact, um, you suspect that your husband is doing this or you know that your husband is doing this, you can say, look, you know, in years gone by, this was something that was acceptable. I'm not saying that I agree with that or that it, you know, was ever okay but clearly we know now there are consequences for this. Mm-hmm. Um, you could lose your job. You could lose your reputation. This is not okay. Yeah. And it, it really, I mean, you see this all around you. Sure. You, this has got to stop. Um, I, so, my, I mean, I have to say, like, my wife and I have had conversations on this. And mm-hmm. we have both gone through, like, our Rolodex of – you know, have we ever felt like we've acted inappropriate? And and I feel mm. like we're both like really, really upstanding people. And we were like, like, wow, have we made anybody uncomfortable over the years? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so to your point, when you have this stuff coming out and people are starting to question all the stuff that they've done and, and whatever, I mean, like, I, I do feel like I'm like a really, really good guy. And, and I was like going through like, have I ever done anything wrong mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I can only imagine if you are this type of person where you're where this is like your actual behavior like how you would go through that stuff one thing that I did want to bring up and and I feel like part of the power that's happening now is is all these women 
it's not just that they are saying something because one of the things that we have learned is that they were saying the same stuff in the past. They just weren't getting mm-hmm. listened to. Mm-hmm. But now since this has become a thing, uh, people are willing to listen to them and hear them for mm-hmm. the first time, even though this is something they've been saying for years. I mean, um, going back to um, like Harvey Weinstein and some of the other early people, it's like, oh, yeah, this was a thing that was known. And mm-hmm. you can pull up clips of comedians making jokes about this stuff. It was so mm-hmm. widely known, but mm-hmm. it was nobody was taking them serious. And I know when it comes to victims and abuse and things of that nature, a lot of times it's the ones that people won't believe that are picked mm-hmm. on because mm-hmm. they because the 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 predators in those scenarios know that it'll be their word against theirs. And they won't be believed. And so I just wanted to circle back to something that you had mentioned about, you know, if this is a person who has a vendetta against you or something along those lines. I I just wanted to ask you because perhaps your husband did something that sparked that vendetta. And mm. that's why they feel that mm. way. And so to disregard um, an accusation from that person um, that actually might be the root of all the troubles. Good point. Good point. So, and, um, so the last thing that I wanted to bring up is this situation where husbands, spouses, whatever, um, they, you might've been attracted to them in the very beginning because, because of how flirtatious they were. Mm-hmm. They were that outgoing, gregarious individual who was like a real flirt with everybody and you were the one who landed them, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So do you have any guidelines or suggestions on how you can handle or deal with a spouse who is known to be, you know, the the outgoing community flirt in that way? That's a tough one. And, you know, when you say that he was flirtatious all along and you happen to be the one that landed him, that behavior wasn't going to stop. If that's who he is, that's who he is. Um, And I think that, you know, you can attempt to say that part of what I loved about you um, was your charm and your being flirtatious, but I want that for me. I wanted Mm -hmm. to um, be all mine. But you see, I think that part of the reason this behavior even goes on is because it helps a man feel more powerful. It helps a man feel more secure, you know, that that he's all that. Um, I think there's lots of reasons that it happens. And so that's not just going to go away um, overnight just because you say, don't do it anymore. Yeah. Um, and... You know, in other words, he's getting something from it. It's fulfilling mm-hmm. some kind of a need. Mm-hmm. And so it's not that need is not going to just vanish. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can say, I, I I love that you're flirting, but I want the flirting to be just with me. I don't know if that's going to work. Yeah, I, I like <sighs> the I like the thought behind I like the thought behind that tactic of I really like the flirtatious side of you. I want you to really direct it at me. Uh, Mm -hmm. But, you know, to your point, though, it might be that part of why they like it so much is that it is with 
other people. And it's a, yeah. what they, to what they feel is like a safe expression of, you know, perhaps outside desire or whatnot mm-hmm. that they can yeah. be flirtatious and, you know, they go home to you mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, again, as I said, I think this is a tough one. I don't know that the wife is going to be the one that's going to get through. I think what is going to get through is the current climate. Mm-hmm. Um, and will it eventually die down and then it'll start up again? I don't know. You know, we, only time will tell that. Um, but I think probably the most valid point we have made in today's podcast uh, was a you know a spinoff of what you were saying, which is that any behavior that you do that makes somebody else uncomfortable should be stopped. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and I <laughs> I love the idea of so we we ha- we know that um, the phrase it takes a village to raise a child. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like we can adapt that and say something mm-hmm. to the effect yeah. of it takes a village to raise a gentleman mm. because yeah. to your, to your um, conclusion here, you don't know if the wife can get through to him, but perhaps the collective village can. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, did you want to, did you want to add anything before we wrap it up? No, no. You know what I just said at the end just now was yeah. basically my summary of it. Okay. Okay. Um, I, so this is a tough one, everybody, uh, as I'm sure, you know, and like I said, um, I don't think this is stopping anytime soon. And by the way, until everybody has been exposed, like I'm, I'm happy that it doesn't stop anytime soon because I think there does need to have this purging of, uh, inappropriate behavior. So, um, yeah, I, I don't have much else to add to that. So with that, uh, I want to thank you so much for your time, Karen. Uh, this was a tough one, but I think a necessary one. And perhaps hopefully we helped, uh, some people grapple with this. Cause I know, like I said, my, my wife and I have talked about this quite a bit. Um, and, and just in terms of, you know, society as a whole. So, um, hopefully this was, you know, at least cathartic for other people as well. So thank you so much. Thank you. And I think, you know, I, I, the last thing I do want to say is I think that if this helps people to be more aware Mm -hmm. of their behavior, whether it be in this arena or something else, that then it's a good thing for us to stop and say, you know, wait a minute, is what I'm doing making somebody else uncomfortable? Um, I think that that's a really good thing. Yeah, no, I absolutely. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, um, okay, so let's see. We, you can find Karen uh, at our website, drkarensherman.com. And I want to remind you that Karen is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for 30 years. Uh, Karen is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. Karen is the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. Uh, you can find all the past episodes at our website, hitchmag.com. Uh, you can also follow us on the social platforms and check out the thousands of articles that we have available um, for much more uplifting things. <laughs> so uh, be sure to check that out. And uh, so one last time, thank you so much, Karen. That's going to do it this week. Okay, Steve. All right. That's going to do it. Take care, everybody. We're on top of the world tonight.